Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois. And this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. And this week... We will be beginning, towards the end of this week, that marvelous time of Advent, as known in the Western Church. But in the Eastern Church, it's known as the Philip's Fast, that 40-day preparation for the nativity of our Lord, the coming of our Lord in the flesh, the great kenosis, the great condescension, as the Eastern Fathers would say it. And because it's a penitential season coming up here, we often do several things, actually. We fast. We abstain from things. We pray more. And that gives us more room then, more space in our lives to do other very worthwhile things to feed and develop our spirituality. Like, so we are ready like the wise virgins waiting for the coming of the bridegroom, Christ. And in order to prepare for that, we're going to check in with one of our great resources here at Light of the East, our great old friend here, although he's not old in age, just a good old friend. He's been around our, our Light of the East studios for a long time. He's a great resource for things that you should be interested in as we enter into this preparation period for the Nativity, this Philip's Fast. His name is Jack Fiegel. Jack, welcome again to Light of the East. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glad to be with you again. Thank you. Well, Jack, you've always got a lot of things in order to help people feed themselves on Eastern Christian spirituality in so many ways as we're coming up on this Philip's Fast. In fact, today is the Feast of St. Michael the Archangel, so all the more reason to get ourselves equipped. And we've got some other feasts coming up. We've got St. Josephat and also St. John Chrysostom. So this is a rich, rich week coming up. So we need to really immerse ourselves and focus in spirituality. So what have you got for us? I'm happy to report that our very wonderful spiritual pilgrimage to the Marian shrines of Eastern Europe in August of this year was a, was a tremendous success. In about 12 days, we visited three or four major shrines, were present for celebrations in a place called Lipmanova up on uh, the mountains, uh, the Carpathian Ridge between Slovakia and Poland, and then went to the very famous pilgrimage shrine in Mariupolch, Hungary, where there is a miraculous weeping icon that saved the city of Vienna and, and really the Western world 
from uh, invasion back in 1715. So this was the 300th anniversary. We had a we had a small group, about eight people, that drove some 1,800 miles, visited family, visited uh, tourist sites, had private liturgies, and went to these major, major outdoor events with thousands and thousands of Catholics from all over gathering to to venerate uh, shrines and and to pray to Mary. And it was a small group, but a very intimate and mighty group, wasn't it? Yes, um, it was. Um, uh, they were all Greek Catholics. Uh, I was uh, the bus driver and tour guide all rolled into one. <laughs> so we had a little mini bus that we drove from Vienna through the mountains and the plains of Eastern Europe. We had uh, two mother-son pairs, and then we had uh, two other single men and another single woman. So actually it was interesting. Out of eight, we had five men and, and three women. Uh, <laughs> but we were all very, very good friends by the end of the 12-day trip and um, just absolutely had a wonderful time with all the special events we we were able to experience. Well, with the excitement of that trip, Jack, uh, that should be hopefully piquing the interest of our listeners because you've got a whole bunch of other trips coming up, don't you? Yes. Next year, 2016, the Oriental Illumin Foundation has uh, several major events. We're kicking off in June. The dates are the 21st to the 21st with our 20th anniversary Oriental Illumin Conference here in Washington. And uh, I've already picked the theme. We don't have all the speakers lined up yet, but we're going to speak about creation, mm-hmm. our shared inheritance, to pick up on the themes of uh, uh, the papal encyclical uh, Laudato Si and the wonderful work that Pink Church Bartholomew has done in the Orthodox world with uh, various environmental seminars and symposium. So that'll be in June. We're considering doing another one of these Marian pilgrimages in August to this time Transcarpathia, where there are two additional major shrines, as well as uh, other sites of the seminary and churches and the wooden churches in the villages. In September, uh, we're looking at uh, satisfying the request of Bishop Milan Sashik from Ujrad to bring the seminary choir on a tour to the uh, United States again. And then in October of next year, the 17th to the 28th, of course, you'll be joining us, and we'll be leading with Metropolitan Callistos a pilgrimage to visit Rome and Constantinople again, as we did uh, a year and a half ago. And, Jack, going back to this seminary concert tour, tell us a little bit more about that, and I believe you have recordings available from when these choirs came last time, don't you? Yes, yes, that's right. We had a, uh, the seminary concert tour basically is to bring a dozen to 15 seminarians who uh, are members of their scola, or small choir, from the seminaries in Ujrad, Ukraine, and Threshov, Slovakia, on a trip for a couple of weeks to the United States to visit parishes, conduct concerts, and uh, generally do fundraising that benefits the seminaries. And we made recordings ahead of time that we sold at the concerts. Back then, uh, we did one seven years ago and another one four years ago, so this will be our third one, and we'll be back using the choir from Ujrad this year. But because all of the young men who were on the choir tour last time have now been married, ordained, and, and are on <laughs> you know, to parish assignments, we'll have a whole new crop of uh, young men. So we'll be doing new recordings next year to have available. But yes, we do have the, the recordings, uh, all in church, Slavonic of liturgies, hymns, Marian hymns, Christmas hymns, the Christmas carols, of course, coming up with the season in December. So we have lots and lots of recordings on our uh, on our website and available from those tours, as well as we'll be having some for next year. And before we go any further, tell us about the website. Where can people go for all these kinds of things, even information on your trips? The main 
website is olconference.com, which stands for Oriental Lumen, the, the name that we've adopted. So olconference.com, and uh, there'll be information there about purchasing CDs and DVDs of uh, the concert tours, uh, lectures, as well as there'll be information about the tours themselves, the pilgrimages that we're hoping to accomplish next year, as well as the conference registration will be there as well. Well, Jack, I mentioned at the beginning of the program that there's things that people can do to fortify, their, enrich their spirituality during this time of preparation for the great feast of the Nativity of our Lord. Certainly, looking over these plans, you know, that could be part of what you do. Plan ahead. That could be a very holy endeavor to look at these options that you have and to start planning ahead for these trips. Because these trips, of course, as you mentioned, they're all pilgrimages. They're pilgrimages. That these are these are holy events, holy journeys. And there is something about pilgrimage which is very much a part of the spirituality of the Eastern churches. There's something about pilgrimage, just the process of it, in which there are graces and blessings that happen, not only in coming to your destination, but in the process. Pilgrimage is about a process. It's about the sacrifice and the things that go on in the process of getting to that destination of pilgrimage. So it's both the destination, but also the process as well. Now, to help them in their process of the Phillips Fast, preparing for our Lord, Jack, what else have you got now in terms of resources, like any new books, uh, DVDs, and so on? Well, in fact, uh, we have a specific book that is just being published as we speak in preparation for the Phillips Fast by the title of 40 Steps to Bethlehem. Uh, it was written by our good friend Marianne Salis, who lives up in the Wilkes-Barre area of Pennsylvania, she wrote a couple of books already, one called Unfinished Business, about the Lenten fast. She's written a book called Java with Jesus, which are daily meditations for the entire calendar year. And now she's written daily meditations for the 40 days from the Feast of St. Philip, where we get the name, up until the Nativity on December the 25th. So we, in fact, have a brand new book that's just being published that's available on our website. And now the books are available on a separate website from the media, and that is ecpubs.com for Eastern Christian Publications. Speaking of ecpubs.com, Jack, tell us about this Theosis magazine. Oh, sure. Well, Theosis, we've now into our fourth year of publication. It's a small, pocket-sized, full-color magazine-type format that has about a dozen or so essays on various spiritual topics, the Church Fathers, Liturgy and Prayer, Sacramental Living, Reflections on the Psalms by a number of different authors, both Catholic and Orthodox. And then the back half of the book, or the back two-thirds of it, are the daily prayers of the Byzantine Church, the Troparia for the Saint of the Day, the Scripture references, which follows a, a different pattern than the Roman Catholic lectionary does. And uh, there's also a little sentence or two about each saint as we go through that particular month. So it's a monthly publication that uh, you could say is similar to the Magnificat of the Western Church, but it's oriented towards the Eastern Catholic, Eastern Orthodox Byzantine churches. You know, Jack, I was recently out visiting, hopefully, a budding Byzantine community in Omaha, Nebraska, and I brought some of your Theosis magazines out there. I gave them credit that we got the concept from them, our Latin Rite brothers and sisters from the Magnificat, and they were really fascinated by that. I left some copies for them, and uh, hopefully you'll be getting some new orders. So once again, where can people get a hold of this Theosis magazine? Yes, Theosis can be ordered again online at our publications website, which is 
ecpubs, E-C-P-U-B-S, dot com. And there's a special tab for Theosis, which describes the book a little bit. And you can order either a print subscription that gets mailed to you every month, but we also offer it as an electronic easing. So if you prefer to use your Nook or your Kindle or to read a PDF on your tablet or your even your iPhone, you can get your daily prayers sent to you every month and as well as the essays to read. Well, when we return, we're going to talk more with our special guest, our good friend here, Jack Fingal from Eastern Christian Publications. I'm Father Thomas Loyal on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church. We need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. are listening to the choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the sacred liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at byzantinecatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Live in a palace but stay poor. And now, a Szeptycki Institute Minute with Father Peter Galadza. In 1939, the great Catherine Doherty, founder of Madonna House in Canada and a protege of Dorothy Day, visited Archbishop Andrei Szeptycki in his palace in Ukraine. Szeptycki himself was an aristocrat, but this is how Doherty describes her visit. I was ushered into a parlor furnished with the utmost simplicity. Why was it that my mind suddenly imagined a Assisi? Something in the poverty of the palace brought St. Francis to mind, for I knew that Count Szeptycki was very wealthy. Later, my guess was confirmed by an old peasant woman whom I asked why everything was so poor and shabby. She answered, oh, didn't you know? The archbishop never spends anything on himself, his comfort or food. It all goes to his poor and his many works of mercy. To learn about degree programs in Eastern Christian Studies, visit szeptyckiinstitute.ca. That's S-H-E-P-T-Y-T-S-K-Y Institute dot C-A. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loyal, your host, as we look towards the preparation for the Nativity of our Lord. In the West, that preparation is called Advent. In the East, it is called the Philip's Fast, only because it happens to start on the Feast of St. Philip. It really has nothing to do with Philip himself, but it starts on his feast day, and it goes 40 days. It's a time of penance, of fasting, abstaining from meat and dairy products on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, that is volunteer, but it is highly encouraged. 
And always, whenever we abstain from something, it's only to make room. The point is not just a spiritual gymnastics. It's, it's not just not an ascetical discipline in itself. It's to make room for other things to happen, to open ourselves to God's grace, to more quiet, more prayer, more contemplation, more union with God, and also different other and also different practices that help feed our soul. And one of those is to read and to listen to books and DVDs and sources that that are informative, that feed our soul, as well as to plan to go on some of these great pilgrimages that our host is talking about, Jack Fiegel. (laughs) So, Jack, a little bit more about the pilgrimage, then we're going to move on to some of your other resources. Sure. Well, the pilgrimage that's going to be our sort of biggest event next year, 2016, is scheduled for October in Rome and Constantinople, the 17th to the 28th. It will follow the same footsteps we did in October of 2014, so about a year ago. And we will visit, of course, the main spiritual sites, both of the Roman Catholic Church in Rome, as well as then the Byzantine churches, Catholic and Orthodox, that are in Constantinople. Uh, But the special part of those two trips in the pilgrimage is what we won't know for sure until the very last minute, and that is that uh, uh, since we did it last time, I think it's likely that we'll have private audiences, not only with Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew, where he greeted our group and welcomed us to Constantinople, but also the very, very special private audience that we had with Pope Francis. Well, Jack, since we are preparing for Christmas, I see here among all of your resources here, something called When Snoopy Met Scrooge. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's a kind of a catchy title. You might think from the outset that it would be a children's book, but in fact it's intended for adults. It was written by a a Melkite Greek Catholic here in Virginia that's a friend of mine, Tom Khalil, and it's a fictional tale that supposes that Charles Schultz was inspired and guided by the spirit of Charles Dickens when he wrote the original Charlie Brown Christmas special that is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Can you believe 50 years since wow. it came out? <laughs> anyway, he's written a book, a bit of a novel, if you will, that uh, he's created in his mind the story of how Schultz might have been inspired by Charles Dickens and the rest of the Peanuts crew to create a Charlie Brown Christmas where we see many, many religious symbols depicted in the the script. Mm. Uh, It's amazing if you sit down and look at it, and that's what this book does, is looks at the script of A Charlie Brown Christmas and explains a very, very popular, you know, cartoon. It's not even a feature length, as as I think is planned for the anniversary coming up, but but just a a 30-minute, even 25-minute with commercial cartoon about the real meaning of Christmas. And so it's a a marvelous book for adults, and and it, it just walks you right through the original television show and explains so many things with regard to the Old Testament and how Charlie Brown is inspired and finds a little Christmas tree that comes to life magically on Christmas, and he paints all sorts of parallels with the New Testament and the nativity of our Lord. And I see another one here called Cracks in the Sidewalk. Yes, that's a very interesting book. First time we've sort of ventured into this genre it's indeed a children's book for young children. It's only 28 or 30 pages long. It's a, a full-size sort of magazine format, full color, with just simple one-line poetry intended as sort of bedtime reading for small children. 
either parents reading to their children going to bed or uh, children who are just learning to read. It's nice big print. Every page has got a drawing that was done in crayon form to make it look like it was done by a child, even though it was, was actually done by an art teacher up in Baltimore. And it, it's intended to help young children better appreciate the goodness of God who showers us with wonderful blessings every day of the year. And it, it's very, very wonderful and, and has gotten some really, really good reviews from newspaper editors across the country, including Lori Nemeth up at the Horizons newspaper in Parma. I see one here that uh, has piqued my interest in a particular way, Cappuccino with Christ. Yes, yes. Again, this is a, a Daily Meditations by Marianne Salis. We published quite successfully about a year or two ago a book called Java with Jesus, and it's, uh, it's uh, intended to be sort of just a one-page set of reflections, meditations to read while you're having your morning cup of coffee. <laughs> sit down with this book and read one page and sort of have a conversation with Christ. So Java with Jesus was the first one of a trilogy. Cappuccino with Christ is now the second one, which are new daily meditations, sort of a second volume. And she intends to write over the next couple of years a third one that's going to be titled Latte with the Lord. <laughs> so, so three very, very interesting titles for daily meditations that you can have over your cup of coffee. Now, those can all be gotten from ecpubs.com, right? ecpubs.com. Yes, ones that are available. The, the Latte with the Lord is not yet written, so that's still coming. But oh, okay. all the rest, Snoopy Met Scrooge, Cracks in the Sidewalk, Cappuccino with Christ, and then, as we talked in the first part of the program, 40 Steps to Bethlehem for the Phillips Fast Meditations leading up to the Nativity. Uh, those are all on our website, ecpubs.com. Uh, and the easiest way to find them is on the new titles or the new items tab where they're all listed. Now, those are books, but you also have some DVDs and so on, so let's go to those things. What's yes. new there? Now, I've, actually, now there's something that's caught my eye. I was looking through this because I have in my hand your your literature, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just kind of glancing through it, and something caught my eye that looked sounded very familiar to me. It looked very familiar. There's a something with a title that says, Seeing with Two Eyes. I said, gee, that sounds like me. And I look at it and it says, oh, Theological Iconography, Father Thomas Loya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> well, if you remember, you came here in uh, June of this year, and um, we uh, did some recordings, some other programs that we're working on as a, as a special Theosis television show that's not quite uh, polished yet, but I have finished editing the six lectures that you did on explaining iconography from a, a theological and a symbology point of view that uh, is absolutely just a wonderful collection of, of uh, DVDs, because I think the audio CD, you know, without the visuals of seeing the icons that you're pointing to and some of the items that you point out in the icons that you cover, you know, you need to have the DVD. So, yes, that is uh, indeed one of your productions. <laughs> I remember doing that. It was a lot of fun, Jack. I'm glad it came out well. Glad to see it available now to people. And again, they can go to olconference.com. But there's a whole lot of other things here, too, that are new, new videos from OLTV. Yes. Well, we have the Oriental Illumin conferences for the last couple of years. Oriental Illumin 19 in June was on the Bishop of Rome, and Oriental Illumin number 18 was Ecumenical Dimensions of Marriage, which of course is the subject of the Synod going on in Rome just recently. And so we have videos of the plenary sessions and the liturgies from those conferences. We've also done a very special 
series of lectures by our friend the Metropolitan Callistos, Timothy Ware from Oxford University. He wrote a very, very famous book called The Orthodox Church some 50 years ago, and um, he has very graciously recorded a video version, not just reading the book, but just talking about the book's content, um, and that we call Churches of the Christian East. And not only does he speak about the Orthodox churches, but Eastern Catholics as well. So he's, he's Father, he's talking about you and me, and he does uh-huh. a splendid job of educating us about who we are, uh, what we do, and why we do it. And also you've got uh, something called Crossing the Universe, all-night vigil of Eastern liturgies. Yes, that was... Um, uh, about a year ago, uh, Father Tom Schaefer in Pittsburgh organized a whole all-night set of liturgical prayers at his church, St. John Chrysostom, in Pittsburgh, otherwise known as Rusko Dolina. You know it well, very, very famous church, historical church of Pittsburgh, where over the course of just 20 hours, from about 4 or 5 o'clock on Saturday until noon on Sunday, for the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, he had all of the liturgical rites, if you will, of the Catholic Church with typical services from their church. Mm-hmm. The whole event was kicked off with the first time I've ever seen a Roman Catholic bishop celebrating a Roman Catholic Mass inside of a Byzantine Catholic Church. <laughs> that was very, very special, uh, and uh, not only was it very special spiritually, but it, it was a wonderful celebration of liturgy, and if... if uh, uh, for, for your listeners, it was probably uh, a little bit of the reverse. I would call it a little Byzantinization of the Roman Mass. Yeah. Bishop uh, David Zubik of Pittsburgh actually chanted the anaphora, wow. the prayer, very beautifully. Well, again, the reference to go to is olconference.com and also for the books, ecpubs.com. Jack, we want to thank you for being a part of us here in the Light of the East and also for all the great work you do for the church as a whole, East and West. You truly help us to breathe with both lungs. Thanks again for being with us, and thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!